Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Korea Pact podcast. My name is Neil Patel. I'm the host of this podcast. And on this pod, I combine creativity and impact and hope to give more than I can get. Today, I have Hugh, and I hope I'm saying your last name right, Kawabe. How do you say your last name? Perfect. Nah, that's good. Kawabe. That's perfect. Kawabe. Perfect. And um, Hugh, the reason I wanted to have you on today is because I chase people who fucking interest me. And I saw your TikTok and then I went on a binge about your YouTube <laughs> and watched all your videos. And I was like, let me just shoot out a message to him. You responded. We kind of connected. And thank you for coming on, bro. Seriously appreciate so it. So good, man. I'm keen for this. I'm keen for this. I haven't done a like a podcast in like so long. So I apologize if I'm like terrible at speaking. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's okay. Minute. Dude, nah, bro. If you could create content online and you can make YouTube videos, bro, like you should you should be just fine okay, all right cool, cool, cool. cool um Hugh, here's where i want to start um doing my research for this podcast i had something that i really wanted to confirm with you and it was really annoying me okay okay did you have a old youtube channel that you posted like this card trick video and got like 800k <laughs> views i want to start there where okay. did that come about how did that start and you know, what impact did those early moments in your life have on you to where you are now? So yes, uh, I had a, I had another channel called Kasabi um, where I posted like a bunch of random content, gaming videos, vlogs, magic videos, unfortunately. And I, yeah, that magic video got like 800 something thousand views. Um, yeah, which is absolutely crazy. But I've had like seven channels. So wow, yeah, seven. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I battled some like massive insecurities back in high school. So I, I started when I was like 11. So I posted my first, I had my first channel where I created like, I don't know, like random like vlogs and stuff. I'm not sure if you guys know like Ryan Higo and like my Chani and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like a, a lot bit. of like skit type, skip type Interesting. videos. What were, yeah. what, were the, what were those insecurities that you dealt with in high school? The insecurity, like, I mean, like, initially like i got into high school and i was posting videos and i shared it with a few friends and i didn't think anything of it i thought it was just like a fun little thing i was doing and i thought people would find it funny as well and uh and then that kind of turned into people kind of sharing with their friends and their friends mm-hmm. and then you know one day i was in class and i was sitting down chilling and i hear my i used to have like this edm music like in my intro of my video mm-hmm. and i was like i hear that playing in the background i'm like oh wait what is that oh and then, <laughs> and then, and then I hear my voice, and I uh, hear, "Hey guys, HKSK here," and I'm like, "No, there's there's no way they're watching this in class." And mm-hmm. uh, from there on, yeah, uh, every now and then people would make fun of me, and I just I just hated it. And that that began the long road of just battling this insecurity of when people found out, I would delete mm-hmm. my channel or private my videos, um, and then restart and try and like create a channel where people wouldn't be able to find it but everyone just kept on finding it so this is such a stupid insecurity no bro that's i mean that's that's part of the whole reason i want to do this podcast bro like um i put in like my little um podcast bio on my ig page like um i'm trying to suck the stories out of people's souls right and like part of that is these insecurities so you're in class and someone's playing your YouTube video. Of course, they're like throwing jabs at you, trying to make fun of you. How did you overcome that? Did you like confront them? Did you like just ignore them? Like what what were your ways of getting around that and just keep going? 
Uh, yeah. So in that moment, I actually, I actually went up to them and I closed their computer and tried taking it away. <laughs> it's probably not the best way to handle it. But I think over time, like, I don't know, I, I really struggled with it. Like I remember another birthday party, um, you know, my mates just like were sitting around in their lounge room. They played my video on the TV and I hated that. And like five of my videos and like, it just constantly kept on happening until, until actually like really recently, like a year and a half ago when I gave this YouTube thing another crack. Um, yeah, I, I was like, okay, like I've like, if I had just kept on going, I would be so far ahead of where I am. So I was like, okay, I just need to share it with everyone. I need to get over that insecurity. And so I posted a video and I shared it on my Instagram with like everyone, like all my friends and like family and everyone follows me. Um, and yeah, that was when I kind of broke free. And then ever since, like it, it's, it's been like a, it, it's gradually, it, I, I've just give, wait, can, can I swear on this? I'm like really bad yeah. with not swearing. Yeah. No, I'm no, like, dude. Like... Bro, beer, dude. I, I swear all the time, bro. If you listen to any of my episodes, dude, I, I swear all the time. I'm okay, trying to get cool, better yeah. at it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, I've, I've uh, just given a lot less of a shit about just like people's thoughts around my videos and stuff like that, which, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about, but it's taken a while to get there. Would you say that was like a regret of yours, like not going and keep making content at an earlier age? Because you said you said like you mentioned that you wish you had started doing it a lot earlier and you'd kept going and you'd be a lot further along. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know what your kind of take is on like everything happening for a reason and things happening at like the perfect time. Would you say that was like a regret? Yeah, actually, right. No, that's a, that's a very fair point. I think that. Back, I mean, back in high school, all I was doing was like playing video games morning, during school, after school. Mm -hmm. And like, I, yeah, I, I really hadn't gone through my phase of like actually like getting myself together and figuring out who I was. That only really happened after high school. And once I started getting like, once I, once I got my office job and like, you know, I needed to get my shit together. So like, you're right. I probably, I'm not sure how that would have gone if I had continued. I'm not sure if the content would be so great and i'm not sure if i actually would have been that far ahead of where i am yeah yeah no i feel like the difference from like the video that i want to talk about which i'll refer to in a second but the difference from that video compared to like the vlogs and the type of content you make now which is all stuff i want to get into there's like a night and day difference so maybe taking that gap learning more about like youtube watching other creators maybe that was like a good way to really learn the game and then restart on the path you're on now. So that being said, uh, take me to June 24th, 2019, uh, your YouTube video that you posted, and it was titled uh, Being 18 and Not Going to College. Uh, what, in <laughs> what, what inspired you to make that video, and what impact did that have? Okay, cool. That's, um, so basically, at the end of high school, I got into architecture, um, at a university called Monash University here. And I was like on the fence. Like I like design and I did pretty well in design, but like I just, I, something about architecture, I just couldn't see myself being an architect in the future. And so I was like, okay, well, my parents want me to go to university. They want me to do this design thing, but I'm having this internal battle with myself because I kind of know that it's not what I want to do. And so I'm like, okay, well, let me like take a gap year because the last thing I want is for my debts to, you know, accumulate and for me to just waste a bunch of time. And so I take that gap year and I get just a bunch of random jobs trying to figure out what I want to do with my life and, you know, whether I should actually end up doing architecture. 
And so I do, I get two retail jobs, one at Angus and Coots and one at Zara. Get another job doing door to door sales. I work photog- uh, f- photography at a club and like random events. Um, and I'm also doing YouTube and like I started a clothing brand. So I was doing all this random stuff. And I ended up six months in meeting this guy at the watch store I was working at. And he came in, he was looking for a watch. I was like, oh, what are you looking for? You know, what's the special occasion? It was like, oh, I just hit a milestone in my business. And I'd read like uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, like a week before that. Great book. So I was kind of, yeah, I was somewhat interested about business um, at that point from that book. And so I asked him a bunch of questions about his business. Ended up keeping him in the store for like 30 minutes. And we exchanged emails at the end of that. Oh, actually before that. I was telling him about the whole university situation. Yeah. I wasn't too sure. And the one thing he said to me was, if you go to university, it's going to be the biggest regret of your life, which is like such a bold statement to make. And he was like, he was like 22 at the time. And like, I was 18. I was like, I, like that's such a bold statement from a random guy who I just met like 30 minutes ago. But I, I really couldn't shake it out of my head. Um, and yeah, ultimately for the next three days, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And I decided on the third day, I, I didn't even decide. I just went into the living room and I was like, mom, dad, I'm, I'm, I don't want to go to university. And that started like a, a three-day argument, battle, conflict, war. Well, yeah. <laughs> you want to, and I was saving this for the podcast because I wanted you to like hear in person how similar our story is. Um, yeah. So I'm only 21, right? I'm going to be 22 soon in July. Yeah. And month month of may right now 2023 is when i should be graduating college so i started college fall of 2019 i did a year and a half same story like you i wanted i learned about personal finance i figured out what like a freaking credit card was savings account checking account like all the basic finance and money stuff and i figured out what stocks was and i was like oh my gosh this is like a way to just make all the money in the world and then i figured out like what Instagram theme pages were and or real estate. And I tried to do like so many small things, just to like make money quickly. And I was like, dude, this is horrible. And I was like, but I still love business and I still want to work for myself. Like I had that whole like entrepreneurship garbage that like got stifled in me from like watching all these like YouTube videos. And I thought it was just so easy. So literally after my second year, I just stopped going to class. I didn't tell anyone. I didn't tell the only person that knew was my girlfriend and she was in full support of me. Like, cause you know, she is my number one supporter and will always back me on anything. So love her to death for that. But I didn't tell my parents, bro, for like a whole year. And after the, after they found out, bro, it was like all hell broke loose. Like my dad didn't talk to me for a week. My mom, my mom, like, like dang near was like, on her knees trying to get me back to freaking school and i was just like guys i have a good job like i'm in sales so i'm in sales i work in technology sales so gotcha i was doing a sales job and which i'm still doing now and i always had this want to just like do something different and like step outside the comfort zone and create content and do something else and hence this podcast so that's what kind of like my story was too bro like it was so similar it was like okay i hear all this noise about this business and entrepreneurship thing. And I just went for it. I didn't tell anyone and I just did it. But I'm curious for you when that dude said at 20, him being 22, him telling you like, Hey, going to college is going to be the biggest mistake of your life. Like, 
what was your reaction in that moment? How did it make you feel? I it it was it was almost like I, I took it as 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 a bit of a sign to be honest, which I'm not sure if I should have. But like, I, 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 it was such a bold statement, such a random interaction. I, I I just I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And like, yeah, I, I mean, I remember just laughing when he said that. I was like, <laughs> that's such a such a bold statement to make from a random guy. Um, but yeah, I, I it just I couldn't shake it off, and I just like kept on thinking about it after work when like as I was about to sleep. Like, I, it just kept me up and like. Yeah, for three days straight, I was like trying to get it out of my head and I couldn't. And that's kind of like, yeah, just, and then on the third day, it just, it just, I didn't even plan it. I just blurted it out to my parents. And yeah, I don't know, it's such a weird interaction, man. But I think, yeah. I think, how did it have not been for that interaction? I don't, I don't know if I would have actually pulled the trigger on not going to uni, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I 100% agree. And I think with you, not going to university like everything that you're doing now it's it's such it's the the connection is like so there of like everything that you say everything that you create is just like so in tune with who you are but after you stopped going right you said that you mentioned previously you dug into a bunch of different businesses and trying to just like get yourself out there in terms of quote-unquote entrepreneurship and business what were some of those businesses that you had? Um, because like I mentioned, I tried a bunch of shit too before I landed on this podcast thing. So I'm curious, what were yeah. the things that you did before you landed on this YouTube uh, journey? All right. So in my gap year, I started a clothing brand and I created a website and all that. Found a, like a tried finding supplier. Didn't get it off the ground because I felt like my designs weren't good enough. So that was the first failed business. Um, the second business I probably had was, oh, actually I had the photography business as well. So that was with me and a bunch of mates. We just went to different clubs and different parties and birthdays and you know weddings and stuff like that. Um, that one was okay, but we could only get jobs through word of mouth and referral. So, you know, it, we, we tried advertising and stuff like that. We went to like the, the train station subway and like handed out business cards trying to get like people to like, you know, you know, call us and like our Facebook page and stuff like that, but that didn't work. And so we gave that up. And then, um, as I started working at the digital marketing agency with this guy who told me not to, um, yeah, not to go to university, uh, a few years into that, we, we started like a website business together. And so I was cold calling, calling, uh, tradespeople, um, on Gumtree and yellow pages. I'm not sure if you guys have that over there, but yeah, yep. just calling a bunch of people every single day, making like a hundred to 150 calls, Ended up getting like 10 to 15 uh, customers but or clients. But ultimately, we our model was $200 for the initial website build and then $200 every month after for maintaining the website. Um, oh, wow. And That's expensive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, exp yeah. It's like we were trying to like do something and it, obviously it, it was expensive. So like it wasn't worth, the value wasn't there. Um, and people would just take the initial website build, which I put a lot of effort into. And they just like run away. <laughs> and so that wasn't a sustainable business. And then we were like, okay, well, maybe we can do lead generation for these tradespeople. Maybe we can do a bit of localized SEO, you know, and do Google My Business, all that stuff. And uh, yeah, it was just like charging $1,500 per month to do, you know, Facebook ads and all that stuff. Um, and like I, I was cold calling, cold calling, no one, no one bit the bait. Um, and yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even get a single sale on that one. So close that one off. And then later down the track, 
my the my two bosses created like a digital marketing course where they taught other people how to start their own digital marketing agency. And so I decided to go through that as well. And I was like a kind of like a mentor figure because I, I knew a bit about digital marketing. They needed someone to, you know, assist with all the students who were coming in. Mm-hmm. So I did that as well as starting my own agency, learning from them, learning from their videos. And I got a few, I, got, I, actually, I actually got a few like clients, free trial clients. And I think out of like probably the 45 free trials that I did, I think only one actually no two there were only two paying clients from that um that i was able to actually get results for and one of those clients i ended up once i quit the quit the job at the agency i ended up just doing marketing for uh he had a roofing business and so i was doing facebook ads for him i was making it work he was making good money um and i was like okay well why don't i just do this in melbourne he's in he was in adelaide why don't i do this in different states within australia and I can just get, you know, one roofer from each state and, you know, I can get 1500 a month from each person. Tried doing that and uh, other roofers wanted to do a lead, cost per lead basis instead of like a monthly management thing. Mm. Um, they just, they just weren't came for the management for whatever reason. It's probably my lack of sales ability, to be honest. Um, and yeah, and, and they just like stinge me out on the leads. They'd say that there were duplicate leads that had these leads before. They were trash leads, even though they weren't um you know and and like i'd get my dad to call the leads as well to just confirm that they were terrible leads and they were perfectly fine some of them even booked in a job and then we had like these random leads um that you know we'd like told would go quote out and so then from there my um my dad was like okay well you know you can sell the leads to me and then i'm going to sell them to like different individual roofers and so we did that for a while and you know i was getting paid a decent amount from my dad because i was selling him leads he was paying me like a hundred dollars per lead and i was Mm -hmm. getting them from about anywhere between 25 to 30 bucks and then it got to the point where i was like okay well like i kind of want to get back into youtube and I, i had not been doing youtube for the past three years working at the agency and I was like, well, that's what I really love. Like, I love YouTube. I like making content. That's what I want to do for the rest of my life. How can I make that a reality? And I couldn't make that a reality with the office job because I was constantly like working overtime and like my brain would be fired by the end of the day. And yeah, then I then I decided, you know what? What if I just became a roofer? That way it's physical work. I can adapt mm-hmm. to the physical work. And then, you know, I'll have that mental capacity to make videos. Um, and I did that for about a year and a half. And that has kind of led to this position where I've kind of quit. <laughs> so, so that all happened in a span, bro, you just listed off like eight to nine things that you did in a span of like, that was all in a span of what, three years? Yeah. Three, four years. Yeah. So after one thing, after another, the more you tried one thing, you tried another, like what was all the noise like from like your family and friends or just like people around you while you're trying to like chase this business, like, dream of entrepreneurship throughout those three because bro three years is a long time without any hit what was that time like where was your mind at when you were doing all that was it like i'm gonna eventually find the thing or was it like okay this is what my life is now i i I think like honestly like during whilst working at the agency i was i closed myself off to a lot of like my friends and like even like family as well because like i'd wake up at like five in the morning, four thirty sometimes, get in the office really, really early and then stay till like late. So like eight PM, like nine PM. And I'd be there on weekends as well and public holidays. So like I really actually didn't see that many people apart from like my coworkers and like 
my bosses at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, I didn't get a lot of like external feedback from other people, which I think may have been a good thing. Cause I was just like honed in on trying to make something focused. Work. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So yeah, I, I, I didn't get a lot of feedback from other people to be honest. Cause I was just working. I was just at the office. Yeah. I, I, I so resonate with that, bro. Cause it's like my, my current life right now is like, I wake up, I, you know, have some tea. I go for a walk. I read, I meditate. Then I sit down for work for like eight hours after I'm done working. I just like record a podcast and it's like all content, content, content. Next thing I know, like, oh shit, I didn't have dinner. <laughs> so I'll eat. And then, you know, you watch some like sports or something and you go to sleep and you do that over and over. And it's like, bro, like a whole month has gone by, like almost halfway past 2023. So um, when I was doing your when I was doing research for this episode, I have had come to find that in most videos, you you talk very passionately about the idea of college and people attending it versus not attending it, taking a gap year. You're very passionate about this, you know, because you've done it. What were the biggest pros and cons to not attending university? Because now you've lived it. Four years have gone by exactly four years. Like now that you assess things, what are the things that you missed out on? And what are the things you're like, dang, I'm so glad I didn't go. Ooh, that's a, that's a good, that's your mic cut out. Yeah. <laughs> I want to mute. There we go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, go ahead. Um, that's a good question. I would say the cons cons would probably be, I would say the the feeling of like loneliness, I think was one of the things that I, I did struggle with initially. Um, just, you know, like even like trying to catch up with old friends and like that, you know, talk about university and assessments and stuff like that. And like, you, you just couldn't relate um, in that sense. And it was, it was, it's quite difficult. I found to maintain relationships. Um, the other con of not going to university would be, Maybe just like the social aspects, but like, yeah, maybe the social aspects. But honestly, like, my, my, there are so many pros that I can think of, of not, like my decision not to go to university. Because I, I, I know for a fact that if I had went to gone to university, because I'm not that academic, I, I probably wouldn't have tried. Also, doing a course that I wouldn't have loved, it would have meant that I was wasting tens of thousands of dollars and several years. And knowing that I, if I had just gone to uni, spent like a year in the course, I'm the type of person who I'm like, okay, if I've already invested a year in this, I got, I just got to keep on going. Um, and so I probably would have spent three years and then I would have come out the end of that. And I would have been like, just like, oh God, I didn't really like architecture, but I guess I've done three years of my uni course now. Now I have to find a job. And that would have just, yeah, it, it would have just ended up with me doing something that I ultimately wouldn't have loved to do. And I probably maybe in the future would have like ended up switching careers as well and like being like completely lost. So I think in that sense, at least I've figured out what I want to do for the rest of my life now. And I'm super happy with what, like, like what I'm doing, um, which I think is really, really difficult to find. I think that's like one of the most difficult things to find, which is like finding what you're passionate about, what you love to do, what you would love to do in the future every single day, what excites you. Um, and I would say the other pros is that I've learned a lot about several different things like business digital marketing um psychology a lot of different things um and i think i've been able to learn it practically as well i think in university you learn a lot of things in theory 
but I've made a lot of mistakes in business and digital marketing. So yeah, I've been, I've been able to learn a lot from that. So I'd say they, they are the mo- main pros and cons that I've discovered. I relate a ton again to that because I, after I left two years, like two years in after I left, to be honest, bro, the only thing that I really miss about it that I can genuinely, genuinely, genuinely think of is like, Okay, I loved playing basketball, so I had a ton of friends to play basketball with. That's one. Yeah. So now, like, when I play, I just play alone, right? Because, like, everyone's off doing their own thing. So I, I, I miss that. I get to play with basketball with a ton of friends. Um, the second thing was just, like, parties, right? You're more inclined sure. to, like, go out and have fun. Like, that's th- yeah. th- those were, like, the two things. Like, genuinely, like, basketball and, like, the social aspect, like you said, like, parties and that yeah. whole culture. And even that, even like the party aspect, I realized I was like, dude, I don't like this. Like I felt like guilty and nasty at parties. I was like, dude, what am I doing here? Like I have so yeah. many other things to be doing. And yeah. now that I left, I relate with that so much. Like also the feeling of loneliness because it really is like an individual grind and there's no, no one to tell you when to submit an assignment or when to like um, tell you feedback on certain things. It's like you're really all on your own, Right. So with that being said, uh, I watched one of your uh, vlogs a couple of days ago on the idea of a gap year, right? Like kids taking a gap year. A lot of my friends who recently just graduated college, they are in that phase right now of like taking a gap year or uh, them, quote unquote, not knowing. It's like, oh, OK, I graduated college. Now what? And I feel like college, those four years, they give you an out to be like, hey, I'm a student. I'm studying this. But just like you said, that real world application college is like stuff in theory and then once you're done you really have to like apply that and that's where people struggle so what what are your thoughts on people taking gap years and why should they take them more often if you feel that way i think i think it's it's really important i mean i i just couldn't imagine myself i I just imagine myself if i had not have taken the gap year if I hadn't have taken the time to try and figure out what I genuinely love to do. And I I just know that'd be miserable. And I know how I'm how I'm feeling right now. I'm 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 just so happy with like this this the fact that I'm able to do this and like I've figured it out. Like it, it just brings me so much happiness and excitement for the future. And I want mm-hmm. other people to feel that and know what that feels like. I feel like it's one of those things that you just need to take time to think about mm-hmm. and it's so so difficult to do when you've got college or university when you've got you know other commitments like you, you've got to go to the gym you've got sporting commitments you know you're hanging out with friends all the time you've got all these parties you know you're doing you've got like a part-time job you're doing all these different things like when do you get the time to actually properly sit down and think about like what you could potentially see yourself doing in the future like you can get like time here and there but like it, it takes a lot of time it takes a lot of effort you got to think a lot and you also have to try different things i feel like mm-hmm. it's 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 like you get these ideas, but you actually you want to execute on those ideas, and you can't really do that when you've got so many other things going on. And that's why I love the idea of a gap year, is because at the age of eighteen, you you can kind of you know I, I mean I don't I don't think many people know what they exactly what they want to do at the age of eighteen, and so I think gap years are good in in finding themselves, but also taking that time before committing to university to try different things and to think about what what path they should take. And I think yeah. if you spend every single day thinking and executing on these ideas, I don't see by the end of the year how you wouldn't have some sort of direction as to where you want to go in life. Um, so I, I, that's, that's why I think just gap is just like 
something that most a lot of people should just at least consider mm -hmm. um yeah i completely agree with you but like the thing that's always that i'm i'm thinking about constantly is like people are not going to do that people are not going to actually execute on a quote-unquote gap year they're just gonna take it as time to be like oh i'll figure it out oh i'll figure it out but they won't actually take action or like try something and another thing is that i think the idea of something not being like structural like structured meaning like for 18 years of your life you've had okay you wake up you go to school you come home you do homework you go to sports and you go to sleep and you do all that and especially at the age of 18 bro and even at 22 the idea of there just not being any structure people don't know what to do with themselves and that's where like the discipline comes in that's when like time management comes in those small skills bro like i'm still fathom that those types of classes are not taught in a high school setting, in a elementary school setting, even at a college setting, because there's so much to that. Everything you mentioned, digital marketing, psychology, um, business, like there are so many more things that can be taught for people to have that foundation. Be like, okay, I'm 18, I'm done with high school, I can take a gap year and I know how to apply something and actually execute. But when they don't have that, they don't do anything. So in my mind, I'm just like, bro, like why, why is it so hard for people to like, actually take action on something like just do it what 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 are your thoughts on that bro because i i have that's another thing it's like we can say you and i can sit here and say everything that we can but all our videos they're kind of like self-help and telling mm. people to like go out and do this it's like why don't people actually do it that, that's that's what i'm like i just can't get over that you are man i, I mean i mean well, why what, what why do you think you were able to pull the trigger on your decisions because I failed a lot and I tried a lot of things like I I I figured out the the one thing that I figured out is that I kept showing up and when you keep showing up to something every single day and you know if you don't know this like you probably do by now but I think I mentioned it I do a daily podcast and my mission is to do it for a year straight right I'm, I'm on day 109 and then I also doing meditations daily doing a daily tiktok for a year straight because that's an, like i love short form right and telling stories in short format and i also love youtube so there's like so many things that i'm like interested in and i'm slowly starting to pull the trigger on those things because i've had so many times in my life where i say i would do something and i didn't follow through and i had times of despair and not getting shit done and not knowing but when you actually align your words with your actions there's so much that happens in your life. It's like you just keep showing up and you keep doing a thing, even if you don't know the outcome. So that's why I feel like I was able to pull the trigger on my podcast. And granted, it's still small, like barely like not that many people listen to it and all that. But it's like, I love it. Like I feel sometimes at most peace when I'm sitting here having a conversation with someone and talking into a mic alone. Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's a good, it's a good question, man, because that, that is ultimately what I do want to focus on. I can, we can, we can give all this advice and we can say all these different things and we can, you know, try and get people to or employ people to think, but ultimately if they don't take actions or the necessary actions to change their life, then it's, it's, I mean, that, that's kind of what, what I would love to focus on to see that yeah. change, to see people take action. I, I think for myself, I don't, I really don't know. I just kind of like listened to my, my gut. I was just like, okay, what am I feeling? And like, mm -hmm. I, I, I just, 
I don't know. I, I, I really just looked at, looked, at, looked at like university and I was like, I just can't imagine myself doing that. And like, I, I think, I, you know what? I, I think for me in high school, I always felt like an outsider. I always felt like just different from everyone. And I, I saw that as like a, a bad thing. I was like, oh man, I'm just different from everyone. I, I just, I don't know. It just feels weird. And like, I, I think that was a good thing in the sense that I was okay. I learned to be okay as an outsider, as someone who was different. And I think when it came to the idea of university, you know, even though all my friends were going, even though pretty much everyone I knew was going, um, I was like, okay, I'm going to be like the only one, but like, I'm, I'm cool with that. Like, that's not, that's not even a concern. So I think that is a, a thing that a lot of people have issues around or a mental barrier around because they just kind of want to follow what other people are doing and what their friends are doing and what society kind of wants them to do. But I just kind of didn't, I, just, I don't know. I think the, the feeling of being an outsider all throughout high school, um, yeah, just kind of like pushed me to like not care about that. And yeah. then all I had to think about was, okay, my future, how, how can I see myself in university? How am I going to progress in university? And then it was also obviously the conflict between my parents. But once I got over those two things, like I was just like, uh, let's just send it. I so. told my I told my dad I was like, Dad, no matter what, if I get a degree or not, we could still like go out for lunch on Saturdays. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna still hug you, you know. Like, we're yeah. still gonna be able to like watch shows. It's like not that yeah. much changes. I just have you know probably a little bit of extra money in my bank and no degree. So it's like it's not that it's not that. Yeah. And it's still something that I work on every single day is like my relationship with them. Maybe not as much as I should be because I'm yeah. so focused on what it is that I'm doing. But yeah, it's my, the relationship with my parents definitely changed after I pulled that trigger, especially, you know, them being immigrants and coming here and doing everything mm. for me to have the life that I have and go get an education of me not doing that. I think it's very hard for them, um, especially my sister doing that becoming a doctor so yeah it's damn <laughs> it's, it's, it's like it's like it's like the complete opposite of everything that you know they're about but um you know i still love them and they're my parents yeah um yeah. and yeah another thing like uh like what you mentioned the one thing that we can't underestimate is like how hard it is to actually pull the trigger and do something like this like mm. go left when others go right because it's so normal to just go to college, go to high school, take a traditional path and everyone does it. And you could have fun doing that. Like, like, you know, and I could speak, speak for you on this as well as like, you know, we're not sitting here and telling people to like, not go to college. Like, dude, no, go to college, like have a good time, but just consider the idea of not going what you can do. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely something that people should highly, highly consider. I want to talk more about um i want to get into like your youtube blogging and all your content stuff that you have because when i was doing research uh for this podcast you love vlogging and you've been for those of you who don't know Hugh has been doing a daily vlog for the past what 16 days now 15 yes 16 16 I 16 think, yeah. days um and i want to talk about that because you know i've made a i posted a couple of vlogs on my you know youtube channel myself and i enjoy it as well they were what good, man. They were good. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and, you know, again, I just have so many things I want to focus on. I will get back to it. I probably post, you know, a couple times a month. I want to get more consistent on it. But yeah. what aspects of vlogging do you think make it so interesting? Because I'm such big fans of 
Casey Neistat. I've probably watched dang near every vlog of his. Um, yeah. I love Emma Chamberlain too. Like she's incredible. For you, what what makes vlogging so interesting? I think it's the fact that I just I just find people interesting as a whole, like anyone. Um, you know, like it, that's why I was so happy with like just like um creating that TikTok that like got a lot of views. Like I I like people would random people would message me and I just like I just like hop on call with these people and like have a chat to them for like 30 minutes because I just find people interesting and I like I just I don't know. I don't know what it is about other people. I just find really, really interesting. Like the the random things finer details about people why they do certain things how they've gone about their lives what they've learned from the things they've done i i just i think there's a lot of value from that and i find it really really interesting and i also and so i love watching vlogs for that reason i love creating vlogs because it's a way for me to document my life and my my progression and it's it's also an an avenue where i can create videos that hopefully one day help and impact people in a positive way and the way I'm trying to create vlogs now is I'm trying to have this one main topic for the video. Cause I think that, I mean, you can create vlogs about your, your day to day, but I think it's, it's that kind of does sometimes get a bit boring without a proper story or without, you know, a topic for the video. And so, yeah, I'm really trying to take vlogging to, to, to that Avenue where like I, I have a topic, personal development type topic, and I try and, showcase my life and what i do on a day-to-day basis the random things that happen but also try and keep it aligned with that topic which is kind of difficult and like trying to make it into like a you know having that story aspect as well which casey nice that does really really well so that's the kind of path i'm going down and i i I, it's like the same thing with taking a gap year like when you think of it i think of random things you want to do and then execute on those things every single day you know by the end of six months you'll have it figured out so I'm hoping with this daily vlogging thing by the end of the year or within a few years, like I, if I just keep on doing it, putting in that input, I'll, I'll have my own self figured out. I'll yeah. have the storytelling aspect figured out um, and I'll be able to make an impact and help people do my videos. The thing I found most interesting about all of these people, like Casey Neistat and Emma Chamberlain, like mainly Casey Neistat because he's the one I really, really um, admire. And obviously you now too, because like I watch them religiously. Um Thanks, man. Yeah, it's like the it's the storytelling, right? Yeah. And you know, it's something that you're working on cultivating. But with Casey, because he's been doing this for so long, like the his ability to like start a sentence and finish it seven miles down the block or two hundred feet high or in an airplane. Like yeah. What is like the like the thought process behind that is so so fascinating to me, and I feel like and I feel like his ability to just like be so simple is fascinating, but his storytelling within that, right? So, it, like me doing a podcast, right? I when I first started, I did it for like 40 50 minutes, right? Every day, and I was like, okay, dude, these episodes they're like they're trash well i i mean most most of them like obviously they could be better but i'm finding my voice so i understand that they're probably not going to be good but i needed to cut them down because i was like bro there's so much fluff i'd rather have people get something in 10 15 minutes something that's objective clear to the point has tell i incorporate a story about my life and bring it together with the overall topic is so much more effective compared to it being 30 40 50 minutes and me just rambling now if i had like 100 million followers on something and if it's 40 50 minutes like how emma chamberlain does then that's great but for someone like me you know i just want to be quick and straight to the point and i think that's what vlogging is most vlogs are less than 10 minutes right and i feel like you've done a good job of that 
like just that, like incorporating like the silliness, like your day-to-day life, your friends and a story. And then like having those little segments of like, where you're just strictly just doing point and shoot, talking to a camera. What's been like doing all that? What's been the biggest challenge? Would you say it is that storytelling aspect? It, yeah. I mean, it's a combination of everything, right? So it's like, okay, well, I I do want to have a hook in the video. There's so many things to consider. It's like, okay, I want to have the hook thing. First of all, before all that, the idea, right? Okay, you got to come up with this idea. How do I want to execute that idea? Okay, I've got to have a hook in the video to get people, you know, watching the video and like engaged from the start. And then, you know, I also don't want to just talk on the camera for more than like 15 to 20 seconds because people will get bored. And then, so I'm like, okay, well, how can I do something and make it engaging? Can I add a cinematic kind of like sequence? You know, can I um, involve some friends? Okay, I've done like, you know, cinematic sequences every single vlog at the start. So I need to change that up. You know, I've been including my friends a lot in the vlogs. Okay, can I get more personal with my audience? Like, what can I do differently each vlog, but also still maintains a similar structure? And Oh, so yeah, and then there's a t- storytelling. I said many different things, you know. Yeah. Why, why do you think? So, like, for example, like with that cinematic aspect, right? Why do you feel like yeah. you need to switch it up? Because, like, there's just certain moments, certain time lapses, certain angles that just like they're good, right? Is it is it like you being in your own head to be? Is is it like you being in your own head where it's like, oh, this this same shot might get boring, like? Would you say that's the reason you feel like, oh, this needs to be different? Like, what, what if, what if it still looks good? You know, that's what I think about. Like, for example, right, right, right outside, right, like in my backyard, I have like, I would set up like my tripod like on this table, and it's like a sunset, yeah. right? The sunset, and it's like I, sh- I kind of get the same angle every time. And then at work, I work on the ninth floor, and it has like a view of the airport, and you see like the planes taking nice. off and landing. And it's like, okay, yeah. I've used like the same time lapse like multiple times, and I've just changed up the music. So I don't know if you think wow, about it like gotcha. that, but that's how I think about it. It's like, okay, I could still keep using the same thing. Yeah, right? I yeah. want to make it interesting. What if I change my story or gotcha. like, gotcha. I don't, I don't know. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? Cause that's how I've kind of thought about it. Granted, I, I'm, I, I'm, I suck. I, I suck at this, right? Like I haven't been doing it much, but you know, I'm yep. interested, interested to hear your thoughts on that. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I, I think there is an aspect of that, that I can do more of. I'm just very um, hesitant of people getting bored of the same same mm-hmm. thing constantly. Mm-hmm. So I, I like to, and I, I also know that I need to keep on changing and adapting my videos and improving my videos um, because my vlogs are still like terrible compared to like Casey Neistat's and stuff. Right? So like, I know that I need to keep changing things. So maybe that aspect of me is like messing with my head. And I always kind of want to try new things and I want to keep people engaged and I want to get that feedback and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I don't want to be stagnant. I don't want to do the same thing because I know that what I'm doing right now isn't necessarily the best. So I, I think that aspect maybe is why I haven't, why I keep on changing things up or trying to think of new, new stuff. Yeah, I I share that because every day I do a podcast, bro, like doing doing a podcast every day and, you know, if people make I respect it, it. Yeah, if pe- pe- if people make it like this far in the episode, like I usually don't say this often, but bro, it's hard, right? Like coming coming up with like a new idea every day sitting down here. Like mm. it's tough, right? And I'm not going to say it's like the toughest thing in the world, but but it's hard to do and like the whole aspect of like creating a new idea and like making it conversational but also getting a point across and just keeping it interesting 
right? And sometimes I feel like I focus so much solely on just like producing the episode that I don't really think about sometimes the quality. So that's why I like I really like doing the short form on TikTok. Like that's where I try to focus on my quality um, gotcha. of content. And especially with a podcast, it's a type of medium where most people who have done a podcast and done it successfully or people who have done something else in a different um, sector, like if they have a very famous, um, like a big business or they're like a celebrity or something and do, they do a podcast to get listeners. Podcasting and marketing, it's very tough. So that's why I started doing this daily TikTok thing to like attract some people there. And hopefully they, you know, see my podcast and gradually do that. It's something that I'm trying because I know this is going to take, you know, two, three, four, five years to like get good at podcasting specifically. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a very fine balance of a lot of things. I and, respect the grind, yeah. man. I respect that you've done 109 episodes. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's difficult to do like every yeah. single day. I can be yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And the, and the point that I was trying to make with that whole thing is the idea of being self-critical. Sometimes I'm so self-critical and I want some, and I want something to be so much like someone else's content sometimes where it's like, Oh Mm -hmm. shit. Like they did it this way. Like, why can't I do it this way? It's like, I forget to admire and take in all the things that I have done or like the hard work I have put in or like the progress I have made and comparing my first episode to my 110th episode, like comparing myself to myself is something that I've really been trying to focus on. So I wonder if you share that same, you know, idea of being self-critical yeah man yeah I, I, look, I look back at my vlogs and i'm like i mean actually this is a question i do have um because i'm doing these daily vlogs right and like sometimes these vlogs i just like look at them and i'm like you know there's a self-critical aspect where i'm like this is just terrible right is it better to post that vlog or is it better to take that hit of like you know failing the daily vlogs and like taking a break from it and then restarting i think I- this is a quote that I heard um, from this guy named Alex Ramosi. I don't know if you know who he is. Yeah, love Alex Ramosi. You got to get him on the pod, man. <laughs> yeah, one day, bro. He's he's a dream guest. One day, um, yeah. that that'll that'll take some time. Um, hopefully, though, it's he's on my list. Yeah. I think, like his uh, quote was, is that when you're starting something out, the quantity, or excuse me, the quality is in the quantity. Gotcha. Think about gotcha. that. So. What, like me starting out this podcast, like I know, like I just have to get the suckiness out of the way, right? Good like job. think about Casey Neistat did a hundred million views before he turned on his monetization, right? Yeah. He was making movies for what, 10, 12, 13 years before he put something out on mm-hmm. YouTube. Like he was what, 32, 33 when he started on YouTube, right? Yeah. Like 2010, 2011 and 10 years was when like those 10 years is when he actually got like recognized. So my thing is, is even if the vlog is, you know, not up to par, up to your standards, what if it is to someone else? Like, for example, I'll give you a great example. That vlog I made and I put it like I posted it and then I thought it was shit, right? Like I hated it. Like I was wearing like my dorky little tie dye shirt. And then you commented and a couple other people commented, like just texted me personally on my phone number and you on Instagram. You're like, oh, bro, like that was a great vlog. Like keep going. And then my couple of my cousins were like, dude, that was amazing. Like your storytelling, like you remind me of this person. I'm just like, oh, okay. Like, so the quality is in the quantity when you're beginning, starting out. And then like, let's say five years go by and you're still at that same level. If you're still shit, which is like fundamentally impossible because you're going to (laughs) grow right after five years, then it's like, okay, let me 
focus on the quality more maybe get a gotcha. better camera and that's that's my goal with this podcast too bro like i'll do it for 365 every single day just me you know incorporate maybe 20 to 25 guests hopefully throughout that time like you're my fifth guest right fifth or sixth guest on yep. this podcast after a year then i could be like okay i'm gonna have a guest on for the rest of my episodes maybe like twice a week or three times a week improve my gotcha. quality maybe do it in person and not have this shit lagging you know like because <laughs> I'm just focused on just getting something out there because I know gotcha. I have the skills to gotcha. do it. Yeah. It's it's like that self-belief. I know I, I can do it. It's just I have to just get the shittiness out of the way. Yep. No, I love that. I love that, man. I love that. I, I think like you don't even necessarily have to have the skill. Like it's it's something that you'll develop as well. So like exactly. I think like a lot of people say like, oh, like, you know, I, I can't sing or like I can't play the guitar. I, can't, I just don't have those skills. But like you can just do those things and you'll develop Dude, your friend it. is sick. <laughs> Your friend, that vlog you made, that guitar, bro, he's yep. sick, right? I know, and, it's, it's unreal. Yeah, and it's like, bro, like, he should be, like, well, not, I, I don't like saying, I don't wish anyone, like, should is, I don't like that word, but he, yeah. he, he can be making content, right, like, about his sure. music and all that, so, and I'm sure you're an inspiration to him. All right, now, YouTube, YouTube specifically, now that you know what you want to do for the next 80, 100 years of your life, what's... What's the reason, or I guess, like, what's the mission behind YouTube for the next years to come, decades to come? Like, what is your why? I mean, my why is, like, going back to, like, why I watched YouTube videos and, like, watching Ryan Hager, watching my Chinese, watching all of these different YouTubers, like, it just brought me so much happiness. And, like, I'd watch them religiously and, like, seeing other people feel the exact same way was such a such a crazy thing to believe that like one single video can impact a person whether it be making them smile making them laugh making them happy making them think about a certain thing like it's it's just like the power in a single video is is crazy and so like i think ever since that that realization i've just kind of been hooked on this idea of just creating videos that creating the best videos I possibly can and trying to help people and impact people, trying to make people become a better person through my videos. And ultimately I'd love to do that at a mass scale. I'd love to do that every single day. So that's kind of why, why I took the leap of, of quitting my job and doing this content stuff. Cause I know that other videos have impacted me and I would love to do the same for millions of other people. And yeah, I'm, I'm just, I know there's a, there's probably a very slim chance of that, but I would love, love to just give it a good hard crack and give nah, it absolutely everything. <laughs> you gotta, you know, bro, you have more self-belief, bro. Cause you're, you're on your way to doing that. And you know, that's what, that's what, that's what keeps me going too. It's like one video can, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, you know, it's incredible, bro. Like yesterday I was on TikTok and I was scrolling and you know who the Nelk boys are? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that guy Kyle, right? <clears throat> he said yeah. something, and it really stuck with me. Like genuinely, it stuck with me. He was like, "The people who don't make it in life are the people who just like stopped creating, or the people who just like stopped and gave up." And he's like, "He's like that's so cliche and it's so like simple." But he's like, "Bro, think about it. Like if you just don't stop, if you just don't give up, something is going to pop off. Like it's very rare, bro, that like." you hear stories of someone doing the same exact thing and just trying to get better at something for 15, 20 years and it not working or let alone five years sure. and for let sure. alone I wholeheartedly years. believe that as well. 
isn't like i heard that and it was the most craziest thing ever like you know the artist um like the rapper russ yep yep bro i read his book it's it's actually sitting right here the it's it's called um get out of your way by i gotta i gotta read that by russ dude it is so it's like 150 pages of like pure gold like bro this dude this dude you know that song what they want what they want, what they want, what they want. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, he made that song in 45 minutes. It's crazy. And it's like it's a three-time platinum platinum song. And all this to say, it's like, dude, like one, the next, you get 100 no's and the next one could be your yes. You make 1,000 videos and the next one could be the one that blew up. And I feel like, and I want to know more about this. What was it like when your freaking TikTok like freaking blew up? And, and. <laughs> It got like four hundred and fifty thousand views, and I put I put I put like a comment in there, and that that comment also went like pretty viral. It had like six seven hundred something likes. I was like, damn, oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, dude. I was like, shit, dude. Like I just like I just I kept getting notifications, and it kept saying your name, and I'm like, dude, what is this? And then I clicked on it, and every like thirty minutes, I would get like. 50 70 80 and i would just see like this dude liked your comment and then i look at it, it's like 600 and then so if i felt that way for someone like liking my shit 600 times what, what did you feel seeing the numbers on that just rise and the love Four hundred fifty thousand people bro saw your video i, I mean first, first of all that like that in itself is like awesome like how you can create a video and then like other people can share their own stories like i, I fucking love that like that's yeah. awesome and like anyways yeah that, that that's sick um yeah, it was like crazy. It was like really, really absurd. Because um, you know, YouTube is like my 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 kind of main thing. It's my baby. Like that's what I like really kind of care about. And like TikTok was just like, okay, I'm, I know it's popping off. Like I'm just gonna because I actually spent like ages ago, like two months back, I did like a week of TikTok just to try and figure it out and just try to like test the waters. And, like my mm-hmm. videos got like a thousand views and like yeah, you know, that was like still still heaps for me. But like it just, I just wasn't vibing with it. I just felt my like my content wasn't good, so I stopped doing it. And then when I yeah. quit my job, I was like, okay, well, I have to. I have time now, and I have to do absolutely everything I can to grow. Uh, and then yeah, TikTok just started popping off. Like I just like randomly out of nowhere, I was like, all right, let me just talk about like things I care about. And I just set my camera up, had a little love mic, and just talked. And somehow it just popped off. Um, yeah, it was, it was so it was crazy. It was so crazy why why haven't you created more tiktoks you know, the problem with this that i'm having right now that I, I really want to get your opinions of and and share with you is okay so this is my problem right i overthink i i'm overthinking it so hard right now because i have these videos that have gotten so many views and i've created you know I've, I've seen the comments and people have been sharing with their friends and they've genuinely been thinking about it and now i'm like okay i want to create that same impact i want to help more people and i i I've been trying to think of all these video ideas. I've, you know, I, I had a topic about, you know, um, being lonely and stuff like that. And like, you know, my parents reaction. And I'm just like, I, I, I overthink it. I'm like, okay, I, I record the video. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, wait, I forgot to record, add that bit. And so I re-record it five hours later. I, I, I'm, I'm recording one TikTok and I, I, I just keep on adding things in. And then I watch it back on my computer. I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't hit the same. It's, this isn't going to get that. The, it's not going to reach that many people. People aren't, aren't going to resonate with it. And it's not going to have that same impact. And I'm like, okay, well, if there's not going to be that impact, I'm just not going to post it. Cause I just, let, it, I have this. Let me ask you a question now. I feel like, <laughs> let me ask you a question. When yeah. you, when you posted that first video that got 450,000 views, where, yeah. Did you have that expectation of like 
oh, this isn't going to create as same of an impact or anything like that. My thing is like not every video is going to get 450,000 views, right? And yeah. I think that's the beauty with TikTok. And I and I think it's a very fundamental balance, bro. And this this is one thing that I've learned. And granted, I'm I'm an extreme newbie. You've been doing this for years. But one thing I've learned is like each medium has its own art to it. Podcasting mm-hmm. has an art. YouTube like doing seven to 10 minute videos, it's its own art. It's its own editing style. It's, 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 it's very different, but with TikTok and like Instagram reels and YouTube shorts, yes, those three are like different, but they're same in the sense that like you can pick something up and create. Mm -hmm. So the way I think about my TikToks, like doing this every single day now, like I, I care about just making the edit kind of cool. Like I still keep it super simple. It's literally just like me with good lighting captions and me with my thoughts and i think the reason you overthink is because you have that expectation now of something like of every video wanting to get like you know a ton of like ton of views and create that same sort of impact but it's like you don't know the next video that's going to pop off right so the mm-hmm. the more over analyzing you do the more you're just like stopping yourself from like putting something out there and my my personal opinion right. bro like if youtube is your baby like if youtube mm-hmm. really is your baby and the fact that you and i'm going to say something that'll probably light a fire under your ass right now is like mm-hmm. all the people that are all the people that watched that video that got 450,000 likes like they know the type of person you are now and they're waiting for you to like post more on that platform like they mm. like you you read all those comments right and i read some of those too it's like yeah dude there's there's definitely people now that like look up to you to like post that content so it doesn't have to be something that's like as neatly edited or as beautiful like i have a couple friends in the space that are incredible at like short form content and it's specifically to like keep someone engaged and retention and all that and those those are for people who are very new to the short form game but yeah. you you already have an audience bro like you gain like four thousand followers on tiktok relatively quickly from one video so with tiktok the beauty is is you can like pick up your phone and post something in like five minutes and ten minutes so put putting all your time effort and energy into youtube keep doing that but like the five ten minutes extra minutes you have like and you have everything you have a great camera you have a freaking lav mic like they should you just record it and upload it just with good lighting so Overthink your YouTube process. And my, this is my fun, fundamental belief is overthink your YouTube process and extremely, extremely underanalyze your TikTok content. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. I like that advice, man. You're right. You're right. You're right. I, uh, yeah, I've been over overthinking it way too much, overanalyzing it, being too self-critical. Yeah. If, if YouTube is my baby, I, I should po- focus on that. And then TikTok can be just, I can just post. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, bro. Right. It's, and for me and for me it's the opposite right like well actually that's that's a freaking lie because i'm focusing my attention on both like i love this podcast and i love having conversations but i also want to grow an audience on tiktok as well um and it's probably gonna be a long time but it's it's happening right you never know that next video um cool so we talked a lot about creating content and youtube and of vlogging and i feel like there's a lot of people in this world that are on the cusp of taking that leap and wanting to start creating content and really putting their thoughts out there what would your advice be to someone who is on the brink of like just wanting to create content and in that mind space of that question taking the leap i 
I think if you genuinely love something so much and you're so passionate about it and you know that you're passionate about it, I think I think going all in on something or, or taking that leap is something that you won't regret. And I think at the end of the day, like, I don't know, the, the way I look at it is like, I I love this so much to the point where like I am okay if I have like if I don't like if I'm like just broke for the next like 20 years like I, I know that like in terms of creating a family and stuff like that it'll be like really difficult but I just like I just love this so much that I just like I really all I want to do is this all I want to make work is this because it makes me so happy and I think yeah I, I think when it comes to other people taking that leap just like I don't know I, I think I really don't know because I, 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 I would love to tell people to take it, but also I don't, I don't know the individual person. So like, I don't yeah. want to give advice and like tell people to do something when I don't know them personally. And I don't know if that's the right thing for them. So I don't know if you really, really love something and you want to, I, I think people should give it a shot, go all in at one stage in their life, even if it's only for six months a year. Cause I think that first of all, it's fun and it's something yeah. that you're going to be, loving to do every single day and you don't know what opportunities can come from doing it for a whole year straight or six months straight so yeah isn't that crazy your whole yeah. your whole potential life can change in a span of six months and a year and it's taken me yeah. three two and a half years to like learn that and i don't know if my life will change in a year but uh one way that it has changed in the past three months of me doing this podcast is like i've met pretty interesting pretty cool and interesting yeah. people and i've like learned how to show up stay disciplined with something and actually just like love the journey and the grind and like the process and like for the people who are listening like this is like the most like cliche like i wouldn't say bullshit but like it's a cliche stuff that you hear all the time from people and what another thing i've realized with doing this podcast is every single person i sit down with i realize they're just a human being and no matter like all the stuff that they've attained and the successes they've had they're just a human being and when you get that thought out of your mind of like okay like what is this person going to say what is this person going to react like just get that shit out of your head and just like take the leap because you know you could i don't know have someone watch 400 or 450,000 people watch watch your video and like change the trajectory <laughs> of your life um yeah. bro this has been amazing the way the way I like to end off this podcast, you know, I do, of course, like I mentioned, I do a daily podcast and every single day I try to have a take on something or about like one deep thing. What is one deep question in your life that you have yet to find an answer to that maybe I can ponder on and do an episode about? Oh, <laughs> what is one deep thing? Can you tell me what your other guests have said? Yeah. Um, <laughs> one, per, uh, one person said, um, is the sacrifice worth the girl? Because they were so, <laughs> they were so, they were so hell bent on like their startup and he, he's building an incredible startup. And, you know, he was like, is the sacrifice worth the girl? Because he was like, I have this girl who's in, who I'm interested in, but is it worth the sacrifice of like uh, leaving time away from the business? The other person said, um, another person has said, um, how do you know when you have found the thing in life? 
like the thing that you're just like so the thing that you have like knowing what you want in life and what to do like how do you find that thing or when do you know it's the right thing um another person has said uh i I can't remember off the top of my head Mm -hmm. but it was definitely about just like finding something and how do you get to that but but yeah it's it's different for everyone right so i don't want you to base your off of them you know i would say how do you how do you know when to take the leap Mm. because i think a lot of people get caught up on that yeah so i'd love to see you create a topic on that that'd be interesting how do you know really dive deep into it yeah and you know why that's so interesting is because like me personally like i didn't know when to take the leap i just took it maybe that is the answer maybe maybe Maybe. (laughs) i'm interested i'm interested i'm interested to uh uh dive deep on that but all right yeah. hugh brother it's been it's been a pleasure man let people know where oh, they man. can find Loved you it. and uh yeah. what's to come next um youtube at hugh Kawabi, instagram at hugh Kawabi, everything at hugh Kawabi. um and yeah i'll just be continuing the content grind every single day waking up and creating the best content that i can possibly make some some days it's gonna be shit but yeah i'll try my best <laughs> yeah thanks man this was awesome this i had a lot of fun and yeah it's uh it's great. I can't wait to see uh, your journey as well and uh, your podcast turn into something fucking amazing. We have uh, all these sick guests, Alex Hormozzi and one day, I said everyone. One day, yeah. one day. I see it. Day. I see it, man. I, I see, see it. it too. That's the crazy part. I see it too. One day, but oh, it's, yeah. it starts with just focusing on one day at a time, right? That's yeah, it. Hugh, brother, thank you so much. I really appreciate awesome. it, guys. I will link all of Hugh's stuff uh, down below. Follow him on all socials again i'll link everything thank you so much for taking the time man this was a blast and uh, i'll see you guys tomorrow as always later guys